definitely human. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. It is the summer of 1927. Joy Dutton Cavendish and her unusual family of occult investigators have reached the forgotten city of Karajar, where they hope to find a possible cure for Joy's horrifying affliction and confront the sinister cult that has wreaked such havoc in their lives. In front of the ruined palace now, our heroes must reckon with another figure from their past, while Joy's stomach churns with ominous intensity. They are faced with a final traumatic choice. Do they fight for the answers to the mysteries that have plagued them, or do they plunge headlong and blind into the chaos of the void, into the nameless horrors of the abyss, into the infinite bad? The Ruins of Karajar, Part 9 Deep in the Indian jungle, in the lost city of Karajar, amidst the broken stones and creeping vines, a chant echoes through the ruin of the palace grounds. It is deep, choral, almost liturgical. Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy stare in disbelief at their erstwhile employer, Lord Samuel Percival Talbot, and struggle to understand the significance of seeing this corpulent nebbish in this sinister setting. Talbot raises one wagging finger towards our heroes, as if bidding them to wait, and then turns and raises his palms toward the hundred or so ritualists, conducting them silently as they sing. As abruptly as the song began, it stops again, and in the moment of silence that follows, Joy sees a small, festering, bubbling eruption trouble the previously smooth water in the pool at the centre of the crowd. It lasts for a few instants, and then subsides. Joy looks first at Cornelia, and then Dorothy. They need a plan. They are in the jaws of death now, and it will require all of their cunning to escape. Sebastian roars and lurches towards Lord Talbot. Now look here! <laughs> Lord Talbot? 
Lord Talbot! Sebastian. No! Sebastian, calm. No! Sebastian, calm down. It doesn't make any sense. I'm so angry. Sebastian, shh. <laughs> Have they noticed? Is everybody looking at you? <laughs> I mean, they've all clearly heard yeah. you, but Lord Talbot is looking at you uh, with, a, with an amused expression in his face. I would also like to approach Lord Talbot. And I will wait for his explanation. Uh, okay, so uh, he ignores you, Sebastian. He looks up at you, Cornelia, and says, Cornelia, my friend! How... I thought we were friends! How Are you... you involved in this villainy, sir? Villainy? I'm, I'm not quite sure what you mean, madam. You stand there naked <laughs> and say that you are not involved in any villainy. I'm surprised to see you here. I, it, it's a long journey. and, and, and A long journey for you as well from Egypt. Well, yes, yes. Uh, you seem worse for the wear, Mrs Cavendish. Uh, are you well? I am fine. I don't know why everyone keeps asking. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, have you uh, perhaps encountered uh, an acquaintance or a relation of yours from your past on your way here? Oh, smugness, is it? Now, <laughs> cajolery. I only ask because, of course, you you may know that your uh, your husband was once one of us. One of whom? Well, don't what? you dare say the two fairies. <laughs> <laughs> one of our uh, assembled congregation, and his hand sweeps towards the hundred or so ritualists that uh, stand behind him in these concentric circles around the central pool. Joy, you feel that this stirring in your stomach is starting to to build now. Uh, and, and you feel, for the first time, not just pain, but something is inside you. And it's taking up space and it's pushing you from the inside. I think I just curl and I curl up on the floor in a in pain, in a in a fetal position. And I, I'm going to drop then to my knees and try to see if I can help. And I'm going to say, Cultists! Devil worshippers! Look what you've done to Joy! You better fix her! He looks down at Joy and his smile broadens even more and he says, Well, she's on the verge, isn't she? Yes. If you don't cure her, I'll kill you where you stand. How many of us have you Killed! Ah, oh, yes, our, our good friend Peter Fairbank, and I've heard of the carnage that you left behind in 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 America. Yes. And how many of us have you killed? None. <laughs> so from where I'm standing, we're the ones with the upper hand, Talbot. But why why do you struggle so to stop what we're trying to do? What are you trying to do, Cornelia? Specifics, are... please. We are merely good Christians. We are we are doing our, our, our duty, and the only thing that a, a devout worshipper of, of the Lord would, would do. Have you not wondered at the things that you have seen? <sighs> Sir, I am yes. a Christian man. This is devil's work. We are surrounded here by purgatory. Do you understand? This is not the earth. We for, for millennia we thought that we were the center of existence, of, of, of God's benevolent gaze. But no, this is purgatory. And, and the, the, the key to our salvation is being reborn. You not wondered why every religion, not just our own, but the religion of this strange land and, and of every other, has this, has this obsession with rebirth, with being formed anew. And you have seen it with your own eyes. You have seen Brendel, Cornelia. I'm that sure was of it. not... Brendel. You have seen him more than once, I'm sure of it. Who the hell is Brendel? 
Okay, I'm completely lost. (laughs) (laughs) He seems to be focusing his attention on Cornelia at the moment. What's happening to the people behind? They They are continuing to sing. I mean, as soon as they focus their attention on us, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Because there are many more of them than Mm. we have of us. He says, I invite you to witness the ritual we are about to complete. And as we complete it here, the blister at the foot of the world will burst. And then those pale and crawling kin of ours that dwell and wait beneath will make themselves known once more. They are no kin of mine. Lord Talbot, you are crazy. This is crazy. Listen to yourself. I'm looking around for Angela Gresling. Is she here? <laughs> yell, Come out! Come out, you witch! You're here somewhere! Oh, she is here. No! Come come to the centre. How is she involved? What even is her real name? Come to the circle. Come to the circle, Cornelia. No, I, can... no. I would like to not go to the circle. Yeah, definitely not. That's a big no from me. Cornelia, I can feel something pushing from within. Stay strong to get out, For God's sake, we know there's a cure. Just show it to us. A cure? What do you mean, a cure? For this sickness. Angela's not sick, and he sweeps his hand to point towards her. I would like to take my gun out and point it at his head. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, please do that. Yes, yes. I'm very supportive of that. Okay. Like, uh, press it. I hug Joy. <laughs> I'm just going to hug Joy. Um, okay, so he, he his smile freezes on his face, um, but you can see that, it, that there's a little bit of sweat beading on his forehead now. And he says, uh, you may shoot me as you've done with my colleagues and comrades. Very well. <laughs> there are more. There are more everywhere in the world. England, Cairo, it makes no difference. You've seen that we span the globe. No, there's a there's an end to all this. There always is. Evil never prevails. Now tell me how to fix her, I'll kill you right now. <laughs> Can I make a, an intimidate check? Yes, make an intimidate check. I would like check. to back him up uh, through, you know... Just... Yep, assist him, yep. yep. 13. 14. Okay. Uh, he blanches a little bit and he says, It's not evil. It's not evil. Although the evil in this world is inexhaustible, it is curiosity. The curiosity of people like you, Mrs. Cavendish. Brendel was curious too, and he was so easy to turn to our side. You keep asking questions, and people like you keep getting them answered. Come to the circle. Bring, bring Angela. We are so close. No! Okay, the chanting is rising. It's a crescendo that's it's becoming more intense as time goes by. Uh, Sebastian, your, your finger is quivering over the trigger, and Talbot is just staring at you. <laughs> The cure, Lord Talbot! I think before you shoot, what I would worry about is that as soon as we shoot a gun, I think that all of the chanting, hooded, half-naked people are going to turn around. Is yeah. there a way that we could, um, is there a way that we could cause some pain without... Quietly. Yes. Wow, I'm yeah. on the outside. Wow. <laughs> I just no. turn and nod to Dorothy yes. and then hit the gun into uh, Talbot's face. Okay, uh, make an attack roll. Four. Okay, uh, so roll for damage, 1d4. Three. So you smack him harder 
then you really meant to, and the butt of the gun crushes his nose and sends st- blood streaming down his face and into his mouth. Um, through a broken front tooth, he mumbles and gurgles to himself, and he says, Take it to the circle. Something is happening now. Oh my god. Okay. The chant has reached its apex, and something otherworldly sweeps through the assembled crowd. And as you look above, the stars seem to quiver in their places as if trembling with hunger. Then all the assembled hundred individuals begin to retch violently, gagging and then vomiting as they're overtaken by the horrible sickness that the party has witnessed so many times before. The transformations seem even more violent than what you have previously seen, almost sadistic. Fingers are emerging from the insides of eye sockets, bushels of teeth fervidly erupting from the sides of gums and proliferating and spreading like pustules across the soft tissues of the assembled ritualists. Their screams are a gurgling cacophony, muffled only by the horrific physical disfigurements they are undergoing and their unimaginable pain. So now they're kind of falling they're all falling down and it, many of them you can see that those that have eyes left that they have these wide-eyed expressions of shock and surprise they, as if they weren't expecting this to happen they seem to be tearing at their bodies and looking down in horror this doesn't seem to be the kind of ecstatic fulfillment of the ritual that they were expecting they're all screaming in absolute agony joy you feel intensely this almost um compulsion to start going towards the pool. I get up on my hands and knees and start uh, walking towards the pool. The pool either cures her or kills her. Yeah. Look around you, Talbot. This isn't paradise. This is hell. This is a nightmare. Look at them. Is Talbot turning as well? No, he doesn't seem to be turning. Bastard. Okay, and and what is is his reaction to the fact that... He's horrified. He says, I I didn't... I didn't... What? This isn't what... He's bad. grab him and okay, I yeah. say, The cure! Will the pool cure her? Will it? I I don't know anymore. Then what good are you? <laughs> and I throw him away. <laughs> okay, you throw him and he looks in just a, a mouth agape at what's going on to, to the other ritualists. Oh, Talbot, you fucking idiot. Okay, I well, I'm going to run to to dry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, Joy, you are crawling your way towards the pool but unfortunately, as much pain as these ritualists are in, uh, they are transforming to something that is monstrous and rageful in its own right. And they are blocking your path towards the pool. So the rest of you are going to have to try to clear a path for her to get to the pool. It's probably a good sign that they're trying, they're trying to, stop to stop us. Maybe. <laughs> are they deliberately trying to stop us? It seems like they are falling upon anything that they can see. They're, some of them are attacking each other. Some of them are, are, are coming towards you. Um, there's just a kind of... Okay. Yeah. So it's just chaos. Incoherent rage to it, yeah. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed off too. Yeah. Uh, I start firing. Okay. Uh, all of you... The th- well, not you, Joy, because you're in too much pain, but the three of you make attack rolls. Two. One. Guys. 
19. Yes, come oh, on, Sebastian. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, Dorothy, your shot goes wide. Um, Cornelia, you're ineffectually just like, approaching and then recoiling from this horrible toothed monster. <sighs> and you don't feel that you have a good way to physically engage with it. Um, and ju- just as you take a step back, Sebastian's shot rings out and it explodes the head of this thing and it collapses on the floor in front of you. Joy, you're able to make your way forward um, in front of you one larger than the others, one creature that resembles, uh, a little bit resembles the the thing that Brendel became. And it's kind of this horrible nest of hands covered in teeth and every exposed bit of flesh seems to be somehow twisted and transformed. And it steps towards you, Joy, and it's it's almost as if it's trying to say something, but its tongue isn't where it used to be. And instead it's been replaced by what looks like an elbow. Uh, and so it's just making this guttural groaning sound as it steps towards you. Uh, Dorothy and Sebastian, you can take shots at it if you want. I feel like I want to use all my might to kick it as well, if I can, just to kick it away. I don't know if okay. I can do that. Yeah, go for it. Make a make a strength check. 15. All right. 10. 7. Uh, Joy, you managed to kick it quite hard and it's stumbling and in such pain that it falls to the ground and Dorothy, you can step over it and, and shoot it right in the face uh, and it stirs no longer. Joy, you are at the rim of the pool and looking down at it, now that you're there, you get this overwhelming sense of, of everything that, that has given you a fear of water and the depths rises up inside you again. Uh, you need to make a will, a wisdom save in order to be able to to plunge yourself into the pool. 15. Okay. If you want to, you can get in. Oh, shit. I take a hesitant look at the trio and then I force myself over the edge. Okay. Joy, you plunge into the water and almost immediately you experience a deeper terror than you have ever felt. The suppressed memories of what you saw on the sinking Titanic and on the sinking Arundel Castle come flooding back, and you truly understand your deathly fear of ships and water. You're experiencing something very similar in this warm amniotic fluid as you sense an immeasurably vast and ravenously hungry presence all around you. Then pain lances through you once more this time so sharp and searing that you feel you're being eviscerated and you open your mouth to scream but issue forth only mute bubbles of air. You're sure that you will die here, but as your frantic panic crests, it suddenly bottoms out and you all at once feel a deep, hollow emptiness, as if something has emerged from you and left you bereft. You whirl around and can see nothing in the oil-black water save for a writhing white bulbous figure paddling and flailing in the water already some distance from you and you almost immediately lose sight of it as it is pulled further beneath and you can feel the hunger in the water all around you grow. Now you can feel nothing inside you and you suddenly feel incredibly conscious and aware of your need for air. Okay, I I launch myself out of the pool. Okay, Uh, after what seems like to the rest of you a good 15 to 20 seconds of just seeing nothing in the in the pitch black surface of the water, you're incredibly relieved to see Joy's face sprout from the surface of the water again, gasping for air. I grab for her hand. Okay. And I pull her out. 
Cornelia, you grab her hand and pull her out bodily in almost one motion, and she uh, she just lies on the edge of the pool, coughing and spluttering, um, and unable to, to to make any kind of movement beyond that. And we're still fighting off monsters? At this point, most of the assembled ritualists have either torn each other apart or are just dead from the, the physical disfigurements of their transformations. Okay, so can I can I just approach Joy and see if I can help her... In any way. Make a medicine yeah. check. 18. Uh, she's shuddering violently. She's clearly in, in a great deal of shock. Um, you can you help her somewhat and you can steady her nerves a little bit. Uh, Joy, you can now take full actions again. Okay. Yeah. Uh, make a wisdom save, though. Three. Uh, sorry, all of you. Oh. Yeah. Eleven. Nine. Six. Uh, so all of you gain 20 dread. Might as well. <laughs> so what do you want to do? In suddenly, a, a strange stillness descends over this central courtyard. I would like to go beat the shit out of Lord Talbot. See yeah. the only one left alive. Yeah, let's go and see what... Yeah. If we can get some answers from him. Uh, any of these monsters, are they still alive? Uh, they, some of them are kind of uh, limply twitching but none of them seem like they're going to get back up again. This one you wanted, Talbot! You go back up to the edge of the courtyard, but you can't see him anymore. You can see a trail of, of blood that stops after a while. Where does it stop? It, it stops presumably oh, it where, he, yeah, yeah, okay. where he started staunching the blood from the wound that Sebastian gave him. I'm shooting all the, the monsters that are still alive. <laughs> shooting them in the head <laughs> just capping all of them <laughs> and, and there's no way of, of tracking Lord Talbot like when you get to mm. the place where the blood stopped is there any disturbance in the ground at all that we can see make perception check uh, I'm I'm like as well. mm-hmm. 11 6 9 20 20 oh! nice <laughs> go joy okay get your revenge <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, Joy, yeah, you can see that he's gone towards the, the edge of the jungle, but in a different direction from the one that you approach from. Um, but you can see kind of the, his his footsteps and they make, well, his bare foot, feet have left slight traces and in, in, in the dirt and dust that seems to have gathered on the streets of this city and you can follow it. He's gone this way. Let's go! You come to the edge of the forest and now you can see that this is clearly where the hundred or so ritualists, this is the path that they seem to have carved to get to this. And it's actually quite a, a huge trail that they see, a swathe that they seem to have cut through the jungle to get here. And as you start following it and retracing the steps that the ritualists uh, came here to with, um, you can see... There's corpses here as well. There's Indian porters who seem to have just been slaughtered and left behind as oh. the ritualists made their way to, and approached the destination that they needed. You can see that their packs have been taken from them, um, but otherwise they've just been discarded like husks. And eventually you come to Lord Talbot and he is crawling on his hands and feet at this point, uh, still bleeding from his from his nose. Um, and he's... He, kind of trying to hold his hand up to his mouth to stop the bleeding. Uh, but he seems to have collapsed out of exhaustion, surrounded by the remains of this caravan that seems to have brought these these people here. We're certain nobody's alive. I mean, I'm going to do a quick check to make sure that yeah. there aren't any survivors. 
Yeah, you, you, they all seem to be dead. So uh, Lord Talbot is face down, um, and you can he's he's heaving, drawing ragged breaths. I pull him by his hair. Uh, he's having a heart attack. You turn him around, and he's looking up at you, and he's just he, gulping air and these panicked breaths. And you can see his pudgy chest rising and falling far too quickly, and you can see just panic etched on his face as he looks up at you. I just stare down at him. <laughs> Blankly. Okay. <laughs> There's things you can advise people to do in the event of a heart attack, like just about just stay positive. <laughs> <laughs> okay, make a check. Twelve. Okay, uh, I'm going to say that you are able to steady him enough for the assembled group to be able to ask him a question. Why did Angela plant herself inside me? He looks at you and he says. You, you are Angela. You, you will be Angela. You, you're an angel. Joy gazes down at the slovenly, piggish visage of Lord Talbot as he turns a disturbing shade of purple. It was difficult, after all that she had been through, to muster any kind of sympathy for this odd little man. For a brief moment, Talbot's features soften and an expression of serene bliss flashes across his face. And then the panic returns, and he shudders and gags and lies still. Joy turns to her companions. They are all staring at her. An eerie quiet descends upon the jungle as Dorothy, Cornelia, Sebastian and Joy trudge slowly down the clear swathe cut and trampled by dozens of boots. After a time, they encounter more empty caravans littered in this wake, attended by the corpses of stewards executed by the ritualists as their usefulness was expended. The path seems to extend for miles, though our heroes can have no idea how far they have walked. Joy cannot stop herself from shivering, despite the hot breeze that whips her hair and pulls at her clothing. Then her empty gaze settles on the fire flickering from the remains of a train in front of them, a grim echo of their experiences in America. So absorbed are our heroes in their exhaustion that they barely register the British soldiers, who seem to appear from nowhere to bark questions at them, their rifles half-raised. Many of these men are unnerved by the sudden arrival of this unusual family, so far from home, with their haggard appearance and vacant expressions. One officer, middle-aged and with kinder eyes than the others, steps forward and puts blankets around Cornelia, Dorothy and Joy. I can't imagine what you must have been through, my poor dears. These lands are dark and savage, and sometimes it feels like our reach exceeds our grasp. Let's get you back to London, where it's safe. He studies each of their faces, looking for signs of shock or catatonia. His gaze settles on joy. Dear God, miss, your eyes. Please tell me, what did you see? I saw my purpose. I know what I have to do now. I'm going to kill Angela Grizzly.
You've been listening to The Ruins of Karajar, written by Giorgio Mariani and produced and edited by David Knight and Tom Dalling, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Eleanor Kohler as Dorothy Taylor, Maximilian John as Cornelia Cavendish, David Knight as Sebastian St. Battenberg, and Charlie May as Joy Dutton Cavendish. I am Giorgio Mariani, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at The Infinite Bad and support the production of this series on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. This is the end of The Ruins of Karajar. If you enjoyed the adventure, please rate and review the show on iTunes. The Infinite Bad is a definitely human production. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.